All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucksters? What the fucking ears? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. I'm in uh, London, England. I'm fiddling with a control knob because I'm festering obsessively about sound. That seems to be the new thing. Uh, why think about the world when I can think about sound? Why think about the... <laughs> The, the, the horrendous horror of modern life politically and globally when I can just fiddle with a dial. Why don't I just fiddle with a knob? On the show, two, two doubleheader, kind of. Well, I got a, a short one with uh, the amazing and funny, and I'm always happy to see, Louis Anderson. And then uh, the, the longer one, Aisha Tyler is here. Yeah. So that's, those are good guests for this show, huh? I'm in London. I'm going to do a show tonight. Tonight I'm doing a show. If you haven't got tickets, I, th- I don't think they're, I, I think it might have sold out at Royal Festival Hall here in London. I'm very excited. I'm anxious. I found myself um, kind of uh, you know, spiraling in a, in a, surrounded by yellow pads and post-its in a airport lounge as in my travels when I was waiting at Kennedy Airport for seven hours because I got there a little early. Now, I've, I've, I've outdone my mother. It's not, it's not three hours ahead. I got there seven hours just to make sure I was settled and uh, actually knew people who worked at the airport by the time I got on the plane. I wanted to build relationships at the airport before I was, I was leaving because I was feeling sort of lonely. And I just, you know, I, I thought it was important that I get to know the person at Hudson News after going there three times for this or that. I'm a little, I'm a bit jet lagged. So if I'm not coming across completely, I'm jet lagged and Sarah the painter is like in the room here. I'm not looking at her because I, I can't play. I'm not going to make her an audience. She's, she's doing her work and this is my work, which is loud, but I'm not even looking back at her because I, I don't want to feel like I, I have an audience or that I'm not saying the right thing. See, look, she's pretending like I'm not even here. That's the biggest joke. She's just sitting there like, I'm just looking at my computer. There's not a man yelling into a microphone over there at the desk. So wh- what have I been up to? Thanks for asking. I, um, well, I've gone, I've been, I traveled in, intensely for a couple of days, you know, in many different types of vessels. I, I flew from LA to uh, J- JFK on Wednesday night. I slept at the Crown Plaza airport. Those airport hotels there's no way not to be there and not think that something fucked up is happening. Like, what is going on here? What 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 is really happening? Well, I don't know why they're gnarly, but they're they maybe it's just people in transit. Maybe I'm projecting. I probably am, but I thought there was. It seemed like there was some some. There seemed to be some Russian collusion going on at the Crown Plaza outside of Kennedy Airport. I maybe I don't know what was happening. I you know there were pilots and it was a, a strange glimpse into that moment when I'm checking in and then you see flight crews checking in and you realize that is not an easy life. These are the hotels they stay at all the time. So I stayed there a night then I got up early in the morning. I went back to the airport, rented a Hertz rental car. You know, sometimes I decide to treat myself well and I I want to rent a nice car and I thought I had rented like the Infinity smaller SUV cuz me and Dean you know, it, uh, Dean Delray had gotten one of those when we did a trip to Colorado. And that's what I thought I was getting. And when I got to the airport, I, w- I went to the stall number and it was a full on black Cadillac Escalade, a giant car uh, that it, when I, I got in it, I'm like, I guess this is what I'm doing. Then I realized like, 
wait, should I be driving somebody? Am I picking up a celebrity? Am I looping around? Is maybe Kanye going to get in and I'm going to take him out to Western Massachusetts? Or, or am I just going to pretend like this is the car that I chose to drive myself around in? I opted out of that. Got a, I got a Charger. I got a, one of those, what is it, Dodge? This is a fast car, one of those rockets. Because um, I, I think if I do that once a year, if I rent one of those, you know, cock cars, one of those muscle cars, one of those, you know, alpha extension, look at me go cars. Uh, if I do that once a year, that that cuts down on the possibility that I'll impulse buy one uh, in the future. So it's good that I get it out of my system. So then I drove that all the way to Western Mass to North Adams, where I was doing a gig, a talk at a oh, wow come on man seriously yeah williams thank you sarah see that's that's how that's that's the fun part of going out with a middle-aged man let's just fill in the gaps of his eroding memory williams college i did uh i, I don't think i told you about this because i didn't see a need to promote it because i didn't think that many of you would it would be i didn't think there's going to be a rush on uh on my conversation about the quote-unquote art of secular Jewish intimacy in conversation with Jeffrey Israel, the uh, a, a teacher out there, professor of religious studies. And I didn't really know what I was getting into or what that meant, but uh, the good thing is, is he didn't have a clear idea either, and it was just a nice conversation. I think we touched on the topic. We, we dealt with the themes. I got some laughs. The crowd was good. I, I enjoyed uh, being at Williams for a few hours. I saw some old family friends. And then the next day, I drove back to New York City in my Dodge Charger. The thrill of those cars, I would think of any fast car like that, is lost in, the, in that you can't really drive as fast as they want to go. And you just find pockets where you sit there ruminating in the car where it's sort of like, oh, man, this thing could go so fast. But I got to be cool. I'll just put it on cruise control. I don't want to get a ticket. And then if you're driving long enough, which I was, four hours, at certain points, you're like, fuck it. I'm going to roll the dice. And you just open it up to 80, 90 miles an hour. They can go 150. I was barely doing nothing. You kind of work through the script in your head when you get pulled over, what you're going to say. Yeah, I just didn't realize the power, officer. I'm sorry. It's a rent-a-car, and I had no idea that it would feel so good to step on the gas and go that fast. I'm sorry. What did I say? I meant to say I didn't, I didn't know how fast I was going. So, oh, I forgot to mention. I went to... Uh, I forgot to mention I went to Mass Mocha, the giant museum of contemporary art up there in North Adams, which was spectacular. It was like great. It was like all it was this giant. I think it's an, a, like an old mill complex, just old brick buildings, huge spaces for art. And um, in that one of those huge spaces for art, I sat down in a chair with a virtual reality rig on my head and entered a Laurie Anderson art piece. In a huge building, I was in another reality. Okay, you're up to speed. I'm freaking out about the show tonight. I've got a lot of new material. I've got to integrate some classic stuff. Classic is a way of saying old. It's not old. Um, all right, so when when I got a request that uh, Louis Anderson wanted to come on and, and talk about his new book, I was like, of course Louis can come over. I would love Louis Anderson to come over. He's such a pleasant man. And he came over to my new house. He did a walkthrough. He enjoyed my rugs. Um, and uh, he liked the new house, and then we went to the garage, and he, he had some comments about the chair. He thought he, he feels I should get a more comfortable chair for guests so they lose themselves. 
Uh, but then I told him that that's the Obama chair. And uh, I don't think that changed his mind much. Uh, but Louis has a new book out. It's called Hey Mom, Stories for My Mother. But you can read them too. It's available now wherever you get books. And uh, this is me and Louis Anderson back in the new garage. <laughs> First of all, congratulations on the, what is it, the third season now? Yeah, third season of uh, Baskets. And or as w- some people say, I love you on Buckets. On Buckets. And last year you won Emmy, right? Uh, first year. Yeah, the first, first year, year I won the Emmy. Then, last year Trump won the Emmy. Trump won? I mean, uh, <laughs> Baldwin. Right. That's right, Baldwin, that's right. Yeah. But so you did the third season, people love it. And then on the cover, you're in drag on the cover of the book. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mom. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Is that is that- That's the episode I won the Emmy for, the- uh, Easter brunch episode. Oh, yeah. That's that great. Fun. It was a lot of fun. So how did the book, well, how did it come to be? I was overwhelmed one day after playing a part, playing the part, basically, uh-huh. or feeling it. You know, I started feeling like different about my mom and, you know, because I'm playing a mom. Yeah. And I went home and I, in my phone, wrote, I just started writing a letter to her. Hey, mom, how yeah. are you? Yeah. I'm sorry I haven't written for so long. You know, she's been gone for a long time. Yeah. But I, ha- I hadn't, I talked to her all the time. You do? You know, yeah, I talked to people, you know, my dad and my mom. Really? My brothers and sisters, uh-huh. When you're, when you're just at home? You know, when I'm out somewhere, I might go, look at this setup, huh? <laughs> right? My dad, <laughs> look at this setup, huh? You'd need 10 minutes in here, dad, you could get this all straightened out. <laughs> He's got a mishmash. I don't know what he's doing with these things. <laughs> trying to reach these. Uh, it looks Scientology-ish to me. Oh, just trying to. I, I got obsessed with the sound. But uh, that's your dad, huh? That's You're, my dad. You know, look at this <laughs> setup. What is this? Uh, is this a uh, craftsman house? They're so dingy and dark, for God's sake. You got to open up at least part of the roof to get some damn light in. And my mom would go, hey, would you ever consider selling that rug? <laughs> Yeah. Wow, kid, that's a beauty. <laughs> so, you what is act- that? A nine by twelve? Is it an eight by six? <laughs> yeah. You know, I have a perfect spot for that. If you're ever going to get rid of it, I wish you would just let me know. So, your parents exist in you all the time. All the time. That's. I never thought about the 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 practical therapeutic it, uh, uh, benefits of that. It's good because you know I have actually thought, you know, I just was mean to that person, Dad. Because of you, because you were mean. Yeah. That's how I got that voice. Yeah. I never ha- was mean. Yeah. You were mean. Then I s- learned how to be mean, and now I'm mean, but it's really you yelling at the uh, person at the airline. Oh, that's interesting. You know? It's hard to explain that to the person at the airline, but-, but- they, they, Yeah, I always have to go back <laughs> yeah. as my mother and go, listen, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm so Because it's really true, because I, I, I will always go and apologize and go, listen, that wasn't me. That was just, I'm really sorry. I don't know what got into me. Yeah. I'm fat. Yeah. And so. <laughs> I'm hungry. And I'm, so I'm hangry. I'm hangry, which I hate that expression. Hangry. But, uh, but so that's interesting, though. So you, uh, you're in constant conversation with these, uh, with these parents that have been gone a long mm-hmm. time. But your brothers and sisters, too? Yeah. Like I'll around. say to my brother, you know, I have, yeah, we've lost seven, believe it or not, at 11. Wow. So. So I'll say, I wish I would have done more to help you. I wish I could have helped you be healthier. I wish I could have saved you. Mm-hmm. You know, because I have a, you know, when you grow up in a big family like that, it's kind of like growing up in a commune, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, these, everybody has their place and and you're part of all them. Like I'm part of, 
you know, my sister Mary who loved to eat and my mom who loved to eat, you know, and I'm I'm part of my dad who loved to indulge uh-huh. in alcohol. I you know, that addiction I have. Sure. But I don't compulsively eat anymore, so I feel like I'm I just feel so grateful for that. You feel better, I, right? Yeah, because I used to like I still size up all the food I come across. Uh-huh. Like what you is know, that? like what I'm at like? a hotel and they have free uh, a cauldron of pretzels. Yeah, that you can take. Yeah, and then they have a cauldron of cookies next yeah. to the cauldron of pretzels. Yeah, I guess for a healthy or a not healthy choice. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then they have all the free sodas, juices. Yeah, in a little refrigerator that yeah. you can just take. Yeah, like you can just take it. I say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, take all you want. Every Can I empty it? Because <laughs> I'm a poor kid. You know, like I'm never going to have anything again. <laughs> Can I have it all? And uh, so, but I have to, oh. I talk to myself about that. Too, but what about know? when it's in the room, man? What about I, when- They have it in the room I too, know, but what? I don't, the, the mini bar thing. Yeah. Because it's a ripoff in my mind. Oh, so that-, that So I just go, I'm not going to, and also, if you don't have anything in the mini bar, then that's the, the key. Are you telling them to empty it? I always empty, no, but I always take everything out and put my water and stuff in the little right. fridge. But like after a show, you don't go back and eat the candy bar? No. And, oh, no. God, do I, you? Yeah. Oh. I don't know what else to do. I, I'm trying yeah, to true. reward myself. Well, yeah. I always have um, the protein bars with me. Oh, yeah? Which ones? Yeah. Quest usually because they're the least good tasting. Yeah. Not, I mean, in a bad way, but yeah. they're the least sugary. Right, right, there's, right. There's one. Yeah gram of sugar in them oh that's not bad yes and like 28 grams of protein oh great so i need it because i because when you're in uh when you're stopped compulsively eating yeah you forget to eat really yeah because you you're either all all in or all out so yeah yeah yeah. you know i have to have a schedule in that but the hard part is when you're on the road or when you're doing a book tour you know this yeah you're going everywhere in one day you're going to over 100 places yeah and doing like three bookstores in it's a like day. A, doing drugs it's like kind of a, a drug type of thing oh with, you know? the, with the junket thing so you do a radio yeah. show then you go to the store and then you're gonna do a dinner or whatever yeah, and then i do no but yes but no i mean you go to the radio like yeah. you go do a radio you yeah. go do a tv yeah you go do a podcast you, yeah then you go then you, you so you got to plan lunch in there because you know uh the agents and managers will fill up all the time right they don't care about you yeah yeah, they, they care about getting the book selling on, that thing on, out. Yeah, yeah. So this book, yeah. What what did you learn about yourself doing this? What a how ungrateful I was to my mom oh. at times. But I also understood that I was good to her too. But I I learned mostly, man. You better you should ask your parents what you want to ask them. Yeah, because. You won't get it if they when they go. You don't get a chance. Like I would like to know. My mom. I was like, how did you? What was it with dad? Why, why would you stick why, with this yeah, monster yeah. that long? Was he? Was it just a time thing where when you have eleven children in the sixties, yeah. you don't uh, or fifties, you don't. Um, you, where are you going to go with ten kids? Yeah, 11? right. What are you going to? Nobody's going to take you in. There's no shelters back then. Sure. And what are you going to do with your life? I yeah. think was a big question. And. and my mom, this is a great, this is who, This is one thing about my mom. When my dad quit drinking it, when he was 69, uh-huh. my mom turned to me and said, I told you he'd quit. <laughs> and I said, that's, 
even then, <laughs> even then, I knew that was that was the really the pathology of our family. Yeah, as long as it works out at some point. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're validated. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. validated. She she won, I guess. Uh-huh. Right, I guess she never gave up. And uh, did he become a better person after he quit? No, drinking? he is mean her. <laughs> No one's worse than he went to one AA meeting and went, I don't need that fucking AA. <laughs> and then we had to quit going to Al-Anon because he quit going to, because we didn't have any strength with that. You know, we drove, with alcoholism, everything works off the alcoholic and yeah. the alcoholism. Yeah. It all fuels. Right. You know, you're part, like when you get home, you say, Is it, you think he's drinking? Yeah. When you walk in, that's your big question. Right. That's an unfortunate thing to grow up with. I always say it's like fallout. Yeah. You know? Of course. Like shrapnel. Yeah, it is. It's like, what is that? That's me. Yeah. That's me, Louie. (laughs) Louie, you're the laziest human being in the world. Right? (laughs) Yeah. And I go, well, thank you, Father. He goes, it's not a compliment. (laughs) That's why I was ready to go bad. And then my mom would chime in, well, you did say world, Andy. (laughs) And if he was, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> she had it all worked out. My mom was the loveliest. You but would so, have loved my mom, honestly. You yeah. Would, you would have loved her, yeah. So you She's what, every good part of me. Oh, uh, yeah. Mean, every good part of me is my mom. That's sweet. But you, but right, so you, what do you mean you quit going down on the, after he, he went he, to 1AA meeting? Yeah, and, and so he just, up? he kind of threw a bucket of water on all that. Yeah, but but you could have We kept, didn't know. Oh, we, we didn't yeah. have any self yeah. worth or yeah he yeah, owned yeah. all of us yeah. he owned all of us right you know but i wish my mom would have kept going i think it could have changed her and maybe he could she could have left and or at least you know had had, <sighs> had a little more boundaries for herself but what do you know do? but you know and then you know people who quit drinking find ways to be meaner in some yeah. other kind if they, of if they don't one. if they don't yeah. do the other if they work don't, if they're dry drunks oh i'm a, they, I'm a little dry myself are you these days yeah yeah you haven't been going to meetings no, no. It's, it's, it's i'm going good. to a meeting tonight because i said damn it mm. get to the meeting then i looked at where it was and i went you're still going because <laughs> you know the traffic here is almost unbearable I don't know how people even go out of their uh, house. If I had a job, I'd just quit it. Mm. I wouldn't drive every day like that. It's the worst. I, I wouldn't it's be able to do it. It's just fucking horrible. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's every day, and all it, day long. Let's go back to when they were odd and even days. I like, you're right. I like to go out late at night. I like when I drive <laughs> home from the comedy store at yeah, midnight on yeah. a Tuesday. I'm like, this is how it's supposed to right. be. This is how it was when you moved here. Yeah, you, you can remember just drive. When, you remember in the 80s when it was really not too bad? Not too bad. Now, when I come here, I just go, how do they do it? I don't know what the hell's going on because it's not going to get any better. And you can't get mad at anyone really about no. it because you're all in the same boat. Yeah, it's just, it's despair. Because how does it change? It doesn't change. And that's when you might yell at your mother if you had to be in the car with her while she was going on those times. My mom would go, well, look at this. Now, what kind of car is that, Louie? Oh, God. Why aren't you angry? Yeah. Yeah. My mom was just here. I got to read how you handled it. Oh, I don't get get along with her as good as I want to. Why don't you become friends with her and stop uh, thinking of her as your mother? Start. That was always the problem. Yes, but <laughs> oh, you never thought of her as your mother. No. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> just some lady I grew up with. Listen, <laughs> can I tell you how valuable it would be? You got to just start hanging out with her. You got to bite the bullet. Mm. Listen, she put up with you all those years. Kind of. But as a young boy, though, didn't she? Yeah. yeah when you know, she, I think she, yeah, I mean, I. Well, I, why don't you have those conversations? Because. You know, but you got to put out and take, go to the dinner and sit through it. Mm. And you've got to. 
like God, she's she just, knows everything about you, and she knows every you you need to know everything about her. I'm trying, so you can get. I'm not telling you what to do. No, no but she no. came over like because I got the new house and it's yeah. got a guest room. I thought this will be good. It's grown up, someplace for my mother to stay. Oh, I can't wait for the complaint she no, made. No, she it oh, was she didn't. No, she was very. She's so scared of me that she just was she, oh. walks on eggshells. Oh. So, but she came out and like you know I'm like oh, there's the room. It's nice. And after like I, I immediately got physically ill when she got here. Oh, I, I was like, oh, I'm sick. And then after two days, like I was just sort of like, why, why? Now I'm never gonna get her to stay at a hotel again. <laughs> yeah. But it, where does she live? Florida. Oh, well, I, yeah. She probably doesn't even wanna. She must have had fun though. No, it was fun. Yeah, I just like it's. It, I guess it's just hard because uh, it's not that we weren't close, but I don't quite know how to be around her for more than a day because you are selfish. Hmm. And you, what does she like to do? You find out what she likes to do and go do it. I bought her a purse. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. We went shopping. We went to see art. There you go. Yeah, we did stuff. You did stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What is her hang around thing in Florida? I don't know. I think she she, play cards at all. Does she do any kind of thing? She likes to uh, walk her dogs and, you know, she does her exercises. She goes to the Pilates and they go sit at the pool sometimes. Maybe they play cards. I don't, maybe that sounds like you were nice to her and you were just hard on yourself. Well, that's a, yeah, I, I was. I was sad that I got ill. Like she literally, and I don't think it was her fault, but she got here the day after. I'm oh, like, you oh, got I'm sick. sick? Yeah. Oh, oh physically yeah, sick. Yeah, physically oh. sick. And I felt bad. Oh. But then I. Did kinda, she take care of you? Oh, no, that, that's her thing. She's like, I don't, I'm not, that, that Florence Nightingale thing's not for me. Did she, she say said, that? She said it all my life. Oh, you have to talk to her about that. Oh, yeah. Why not? I mean, like, what, what isn't the right thing to say? Go, oh, mom. What does that mean? <laughs> that means I, I never up, took mom. care of you. You should say that really screwed she me does. up. She does. She oh. does. I've done it from the stage. I've done it on the <laughs> podcast. All she says but now, she's like, I'm sorry. Say, I know, but what? She's gotten better. Oh, good. Because um, maybe she was trying to make you stronger. I think she just didn't know or how just they didn't want to do it. Maybe no one. You know, did you ever ask her how it was for her? Yeah, yeah, I talk about and that. And so that must have been hard, right? Yeah, I think with my parents' generation, they didn't know how to be parents. Like, what didn't come natural. Listen, yeah. I don't, I, because it was, I don't think it, yeah. they knew. Because yeah, they not. were raised by people who just yeah. kind of pushed them out in the yard <laughs> and said, get get the <laughs> lawn done, right? Right. You yeah, know, back yeah. in those days, sure. those, you had a bunch of chores. My dad talked about it like he had <laughs> built the house himself. <laughs> You know, I don't know if you know this, Louie, but not everybody not everybody has wooden floors. And I go, what? I didn't know where he was going. Dirt! That's what I'm talking about, dirt! For a floor! You're complaining. Dirt. Dirt. We had a dirt floor. <laughs> and I just thought he was so funny. I didn't know he was so funny. I thought he was kidding. He goes, yeah. no, it was dirt, Louie. <laughs> a friend of mine had a sod roof. <laughs> I just <laughs> laugh at that stuff. But he was serious. <laughs> this it, has been such a good thing for me, this book. This book and yeah, the baskets. Yeah, because I wrote all the stuff. I yeah. wrote all the stuff. And the did baskets. You find, did you get emotional? I, you should hear the audio. I cry through the whole thing. I, have, really? I cry a lot in it. Yeah, because I said... What am I going to do? Not cry? I mean, you can still hear it, but you can understand it. But I, I, I cry more. Yeah, me, I cry more too. Yeah, it's good for us. I you know, if we don't cry, well, I'll eat. Yeah, 
and I'll be mean. Yeah. It's better for me to get that, you know, it's loss that we're dealing with. Yeah. You know, we're really. What do we lose? What are we grieving? The lack of a good oh, childhood? Well, yeah. For, you know, your mom didn't take care of you. How yeah, about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad didn't ever, I don't remember him saying, I really love you, Larry. I'm really proud of you. My mom You're said, all right, kid. <laughs> You're all right, ah, kid. You know, <laughs> you got a point, Louis. It's too bad it's at the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he used to say. <laughs> My mom actually has gotten. She does it now. I'm proud of you. I love you. Yeah, she you should be. You, yeah, you. I did all right. Yeah, you did all right. I heard you on a Bill Simmons. Oh yeah, podcast. Yeah. You were just so good, and it was so interesting to hear the two of us what you did, well, how you oh, yeah. did it, and what you did. I love, I love listening to him. I think he's an innovator, like you are. It was interesting. Is he as nice as I think he is. He's or very is, nice, a guy, and, and he's a little snide, right? He's snide. He's I nice. like well, his snide. Like you know, he's a real uh, you know Boston guy. Yeah, he's yeah. snide. He's got a little snide. I like all of that group. Yeah. I like all that group, that Jimmy gang. and yeah, 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 all those yeah. uh, those guys who you know Kimmel's great would guy. shave your head. Sure, they would shave uh, while your you're head sleeping, you're sleeping. Sure, yeah. yeah. If you got yeah. drunk, they'd write yeah. on your face. They'd write on your face. <laughs> <laughs> and I, which I would never do, but would think no. it would be funny. But I would feel terrible. Uh, no, you'd be the, you'd be the guy going like, "No, do it. Don't, don't. Do, oh, you're doing right, let it. Let me let me put the exclamation point. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, do a little. All, yeah, just, yeah. yeah. I put the exclamation point. How has it changed? Like the, you know, the, the the show. How are you doing dates? Yeah, and and how's so, the? Has it changed the uh, the uh, more people coming out or what? You can't you know, tell. I can't tell. I got my crowd. Yeah, but then I hear every show. We love you, Christine. Oh really? We love you, Christine. From Basket. Yeah, they really love that character. Oh yeah, they are in love with her. You know, they'll come and people will just hug me. Sometimes in an airport and go, I just love Christine, and I go, oh, I'll tell you, said hi. But that's but there's a lot of you in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I'm a, but you're, we're both a lot of our parents. Sure. Yeah. So what what book did we have to to choose from? Right. We (laughs) became them. (laughs) Yeah. We became them. I'm I'm fighting it though. You seem to have like allowed it to happen. Yeah. I just (laughs) I put the dress on and everything. Like, I didn't know this character was going to turn into my mother. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. That just happened. Yeah. Because I started saying to Jonathan Kreisel, a great director and a great friend, and yeah. a great, great, really knows how to make stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Portlandia, what a genius sure, yeah. idea. Sure, yeah. He, I'd say, I'll say, I'd say to him, hey, do you mind if I try it like my mom? Uh-huh. And he'd always go, yeah. yeah. And that was the right thing, because I was just trying to find out who it was. Yeah. And kind of make myself disappear, and it was so much fun. First of all, I re- I really appreciate what women must go through because you know men we yeah. do not we don't get all that get up and all that no. stuff. You need to smell your clothes to make sure that they're. Yeah. Does this? You'll ask other people. Does this look all right? Yeah. I do anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I have pictures from me in the eighties that look like I'm in a clown outfit because <laughs> I because I thought yeah that's a pretty color shirt. <laughs> I have pictures of me on TV in a lot of different cloud outfits. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. Why the it? fuck? What, 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 what was I thinking? What, can't someone mention anything? <laughs> I had striped bell bottoms on once. I looked like a Ferris wheel. You know, a carousel. That's what it looked like—a carousel going around. <laughs> <laughs> Just pictures and pictures. You know how lucky are we, though, Mark? Eighties, nineties, two thousands. Yeah. You know, 2010s. Yeah. Come on, we... We're all right. We did... That's 40 years, right? We're yeah. 40 years. I'm, I'm, you I'm must be almost very 40. close. Yeah, This is my so. 40th year. Of stand-up? Yeah. Like, I think since the first... Jo- I, st- I started working in 88. 
98, 2008. So almost 30, 30 years. 30, 30 years, years stand-up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. Uh, unbelievable. It's crazy. Yeah. Do you remember how hard it was? Well, yeah. It was, I mean, you know, I was, I was kind of driven, though, and I... You know, I had a little pocket full of fat jokes. Yeah, and boy, everybody loves yeah funny or something. Right. So I always got them with that. Sure, you know? sure, sure. Yeah. You know, and then evolved. I always asked to be the MC because yeah. I knew I'd have I could use that time. Yeah. To develop myself. In the, and no in, one wanted it. No one wants to be the in, in Minneapolis. In Minneapolis, yeah. Nobody wants to be the MC. I want to because I have that. I could try out, you know, stupid ideas or they'd come into my head. Oh, do you remember Tom Arnold from Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just worked with him a couple of weeks ago. He was doing, I did some benefit or something at the store and he was yeah. on before me just ringing his you know, Yeah, he's, he's so great. He's such a yeah. study in everything, isn't he? I don't he? know what's going on, but he's trying, he basically did, a, you know, like he truncated his one-man show that basically ends with, I think, his dad dying of cancer or something. Like, yeah. so, so he's doing a 12-minute set and he get and, and he's like, he's got cancer in it at the end. And, and, like, and then I go up next, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! Did you say yeah, something? Yeah, yeah of course I did. Yeah. Of course I did. I, I, I say I'm going to I'm going to start with cancer, and then, <laughs> and then with a I'm going to be yeah, a baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not Florence Nightingale. <laughs> I don't buy that crap. <laughs> Uh, Mark? Yeah. Uh, well, look, the, I'm excited for you. I'm excited about the book. I'm glad you came by. You make me laugh, and this well, looks great. You know, it's always great to see you, and thank you for, I, I wanted to mention. Yes. When I did your podcast yeah. last, I had so many comments and people yeah. coming up to me about us talking. Oh, that's great. About our, our dads yeah. and, our, and our experiences. Oh, so. yeah. So thank you so much. And it helps people. It helps, and it helps us. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I always. And I can. It. Can I? Uh, what? Can I? Can you give me your mom's address, and I'll send her the book. I got. They sent me five. Well, let me sign one for. Okay. Her. Is that you, okay? Yeah, I'll let you sign this one. Okay. All right. Thanks, Louis. All right. Thank you, Mark. How can you not love Louis Anderson? He cracks me up. He cracks me when he does his father. It kills me. It fucking kills me. Uh, I'm happy that he came by. That was fun. The new book, Hey Mom, Stories for My Mother, but you can read them too. You can get them now. You can see them on baskets. If you get an opportunity to see him do stand-up, do that because he's one of the best. He's a, he's, he's, he's a great act, that, uh, that Louis Anderson. But the way he could just riff as his dad just fucking kills me. Fucking kills me. So Aisha Tyler... I don't think I, I think this is the, it is it's the first long form that I've done with her in the garage we did a live one but that seemed fairly informative uh, as I recall but it was nice to see her because she seems to be going through a bit of a life change which is a nice way of saying crisis it's code it's it's sort of like um, unprecedented unprecedented means fucked up change I think a lot of times means crisis, but it's still change and you get through the crisis and you're happy it changed. You dig, right? Okay. So Aisha uh, has uh, just made her directorial debut, Axis. It's a film. It's available now on digital download and on-demand providers. She's also back on the new season of Archer starting Wednesday, April 25th on FXX. This is me and Aisha in the garage at the new place. <laughs> 
So where did you where, where did you come in from? Where do you? Uh, uh, I live in, like in LA, Los Angeles. Oh, you yeah. oh, so not far. No, not far at all. It just. Um, and why couldn't you come yesterday? Because I because I was at Criminal Minds and they told me my call was going to be at two thirty in the afternoon. It's the worst, but right? then it was at ten o'clock. In the and morning. then you went there and you, st- you what sat around for three uh, hours. You know the one thing I will say about that show is it's yeah. a rapid show. So oh, really? like, I they just misestimated how quickly they were going to finish earlier in the yeah, week and right. they just rolled back the call time much much earlier than i know what that feels like yeah, they, yeah. That, that show they've got it so down that they have it, it down oh yeah we don't wait we don't we don't wait at all they're actually very effective they just they, they thought they'd be behind and they were ahead what, what what's the angle on that one that's a that's a one of the dna ones that's uh no that is a profiling one that is uh oh we we're looking for a, a physically fit adult male oh right you know his mother abused him when he was a child that and then you cut to toes. talking to people that know might know him um Sorry, I no I more no more evidence based. We oh. don't do a lot of it's it's interesting. We rarely interview friends and family of this of the unsub because we don't know who the unsub is. This is a guy right. we don't know. Okay, so you, okay. so we're just trying to draw a, a sketch of this guy, like a uh-huh. psychological sketch of this uh-huh. guy. Uh-huh. Uh, so we talk to the victims, right? And right. we look at the evidence, and the right. evidence tells us who the guy is. And then you look at each other, going, uh-huh. and then we do that. We do a lot hmm. of a lot of knowing looks right before we yeah. cut to commercial. Absolutely, <laughs> and then we get a composite no, sketch. But you've d- you've been doing that show forever, right? Th- just three. The show's been on for thirteen years, but I've been there for three. Three's a long time. Does it have any like does does doing that kind the show have any impact on the way you think in real life or do anything? Oh, that's or, a really interesting question. I mean, like, I just would wonder because some people find those kind of shows so fascinating and they're very popular. All those uh, uh, criminal mind or criminal yeah, shows, those, yeah, because there's some sort of you're, you're solving something, yes. But like when you do a show, it's just bits and pieces and you show up for your scene, yeah, but, exactly. But I, I wonder, getting, like, a global take on how to profile you don't an know how actual to do it? criminal, like, if you. If you, you couldn't get a job in the real uh, justice department. Uh, no, maybe not. Maybe I could probably like stand outside welcoming people like a like a con, like the, 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 the FBI equivalent of a Walmart greeter. Oh, but that's, um, that's what you should do. You should yeah, do a movie where you're friendly. you're actually the real Aisha Aisha Tyler is stuck in yeah, a situation just, yeah. where you're like, wait, I'm on a show why where we I, do this. Why am I doing? I this can now? solve this. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I can solve this. It, I do. I do think this. I do think that. Um, Doing the show, like I play a psychologist on the show, uh, and I am curious about psychiatry and psychology. Are you? Yeah, like really curious about it. So, so maybe like have you ever I've, gone to one? I have. Uh, yes, I do go to therapy now. You do, which is not a, not a, not a big black thing, by the way. Not not a big thing with my people. But I why love is it. that? Do you think? Um, I just think like for a long time it felt like a luxury of the wealthy. Like if you had the if you had the luxury of sitting around like gazing at your navel and contemplating, you know, your inner makeup, that was something that you did because you had, you know, time and yeah, leisure time and, and money. Exactly. But isn't and black we, people are just trying to like get, you know, like feed their families. Do you, you don't think it's sort of like keep it in the family while you're telling a stranger? There might be, there you might know? be some of that, but I think it's all bound up in the luxury of class. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh, like you, you're, uh-huh. you're in a class where you have the time. Like, you know, black people have problems, sure, but you know, you but you you have like real present threats outside. Right. Someone's trying to kill right. you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you don't want to think about your more like subtle psychological Luxury threats. Problem. Yeah, exactly. Luxury problem. Exactly. So when but, did you start going? But black people could use therapy. We could all use, we, we're Every, all suffering from PTSD. We could use a lot of therapy. That's. I think that's like, I think a lot of people can use therapy, but I think that uh, not, uh, you know, the, the industry of therapy doesn't always do itself. Like there's no, you really got to find somebody who's going to fit whatever yes. that, and you got to want to, unfuck yourself right so and and i want you to continue that yeah. exact 
thing, but I just thought of something else, which is that there is historically, although, you know, I'm, 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 I grew up poor, but with a bourgeois attitude because my parents were both artists. So we right. didn't have any money, you know, yeah. but my parents, you know, were more thoughtful, kind of book driven people, work at working class family, but, you know, with like so a little analysis bit of wasn't a strange no, thing. No, um, although I don't think they ever went to therapy. But intellectually, you knew like who Freud was and the, yeah, and all I, that I stuff. studied, I studied yeah. all the psychological, yeah. uh, like, you know, schools when I was in high school. I mean, I was, I was a really bookish kid, yeah. but I also think that historically uh-huh. black people have, are very suspicious of the medical profession generally so when you were saying like mm. you've got to find the right therapist like the idea that you like shop doctors until you find someone who fits who you jibe with like again that's just like a foreign construct well, I and think also for, like i think a lot of times people who are in in uh have that class compromise whether they're black or white or whatever yeah, any, most uh, yeah. of the time the time, the only time they encounter therapists might be social workers. Yes. Well, you're, you're, you're or, crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and that's probably working class people generally as well. I mean, like the old thing on The Sopranos was like, he's going to a psychologist. Is he crazy? Yeah, yeah. You know what are you mean? telling him? Yeah, yeah. Why well, don't tell your secrets? You yeah, know yeah, I mean? right. Yeah, yeah. 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 you're crazy. And you're, and you're, obviously, you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gay? You know what I mean? Like, what, <laughs> you have, you have, what's, what, what, what grand <laughs> problem are you trying to solve here? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes you suspect. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, are you mentally ill? Yeah, are you sick? Right. Whereas they Therapy. Can I trust you? Yeah, I can't trust you. Right. Clearly, you've been hiding the fact that you're, that you're fucking mentally nut, Ill. nut job. And, and when it comes right down to it, all we're really talking about is like, I don't know why I'm uncomfortable in my body. Yeah, exactly. Gonna... Or, you know, I, I, I keep feeling like I set these goals for myself and yeah. then I don't do anything to move towards them. Why do they all leave me? Yeah, exactly. Or my big one was, <laughs> um, without getting too deep into the weeds, was um, I, I don't recognize my behavior anymore. Like, I think I knew myself and now I'm doing stuff that doesn't feel familiar to me. And I don't mean I'm choosing to jump out of a plane. I mean, like, I'm reacting in a way that feels uh, self-injurious, which is not my nature. Why uh, am I doing this? It's finally happening. Yeah. It's finally. It was going to happen eventually. It took me a while to get there. But I just started, I started breaking shit. <laughs> I, I wanted to know why I was breaking oh, shit. You see know? That? Yeah. It's interesting, yeah, though. You know? in control, finally. Oh, finally. <laughs> it took me 40-something years <laughs> to finally unravel. You run a tight ship? I did. I was, I was straight and narrow. I was all right <laughs> angles my whole life. And all of a sudden, stuff started leaking out the corners, uh, uh, man. Uh, yeah. uh, so what are you going to do but about it? But it was interesting. It was, I mean, once I stop freaking out about it self about it freaking out and freaking out about it and self what uh so and like self-injuring and self-medicating and all the stuff that people do really uh yeah i mean not not on any extreme level but i just think you know look People use alcohol because it's very effective. It works. Oh, yeah, for it t- centuries. Yeah, yeah. You know, very, it works. Very efficient. Delivers. You know, people it say delivers. alcohol doesn't work. Just didn't do it properly. Just That's didn't right. try hard enough. Or it they did work. it way too way properly. Way too properly. Yeah, there is, there's a middle, there's a middle <laughs> yeah, ground yeah. there where booze works yeah, yeah. really well. Functioning alcoholism. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I just felt like... Um, you know, like this isn't really me and, and I need to figure out what's going on under here. And, mm-hmm. and therapy is amazing. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I love it. I... I I, but I, you know, it's if very, you're willing, you know, like if you're comfortable, sure, too. but you got to be like willing to show up for it and do the work. If you're just using it to rationalize, yes, yes, or get or get some kind of weird like support or or a pass. yeah, yeah, exactly from your therapist. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I'm fucked up, right? Okay, great. I'm just going to keep right. doing the bullshit I was doing before. That's right. Yeah. So you so you've had some success with it. Yes, I I I love it. Um, Is this what attracted you to the story of this movie? Uh, maybe. Uh, yes, because Access? I- Access? Yes, yes, because I do think that I- mean, it's I, your first director- It's my first feature, yeah. Right, and it's, you know, it's about a guy that hits the wall with all this shit, right? Right, who's, who's an addict and- And, and an who, actor. And an actor, and, uh, and you know what? You know the theme that I liked the most about this movie- 
the two themes. The one was loneliness. I mean, this is a guy who's like profoundly lonely mm. uh, in a life in a town that looks to be exciting and engaging and everybody's got a million friends and they're always at parties. Yeah. And I find that this place can be like wildly isolating. You can feel We're talking totally real life now? Real life, yeah. L- L- LA? LA. That's and terrible. Yeah, it's a, it's a really isolating place, but it looks- You better like your house. You better like your fucking house. <laughs> or, or, or you better love a uh, happy hour. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just, I liked that this was a guy who looks like- He's got like a great career and he's got money and he's got a relationship and mm. but he can't. That doesn't sound familiar at all. No, 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 no not that, that sweet spot. It doesn't <laughs> sound like you <laughs> at all. Mark. We're not shrinking me here. <laughs> um, uh, and he just feels like just really profoundly alone, you know. And um, and I, you know, without giving it away, I mean, this is a guy who. You know, he was young, he came to Hollywood, had a lot of success, he made a lot of money, and he just used all of that success to just destroy himself and his relationships. And he's really trying very hard now to be a better version of himself, which I think is the other thing I related to. Is yeah. Like, try, mm-hmm. like, you're not a bad person, but you've done some bad shit, and you're trying to just be better. Just try to be, not be perfect, but not even bad, be good, just be better. the bad shit is not so... Uh... It's not unforgivable, and it's got a. Lo- it's not unforgivable. Right. No, he hasn't murdered anybody, right. but um, but he hasn't cared for other people, and he hasn't cared for himself. Mm. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think we can feel like the things that we've done are unforgivable. And how did you get in? How did you find this script? What was the process of you making your first movie here? Oh God! Um, because like I, I when I talk to people about making films or about like you know championing films or mm-hmm. uh sort of ushering them through the process it could take years and i'm like yeah I'm, it's not gonna happen for me yeah yeah, it, yeah. That, that doesn't that's not a quick <laughs> enough delivery i need i need answers well but um, also like sort of like maybe it'll get into festivals right maybe it won't it just, you just like the whole life of it at right, every turn right. it, no it's you could just end up with unknown. this thing that you you have in your house yes an albatross spent yes. yeah, you spent a decade working yeah on. exactly like an unfinished painting that right. no one will ever see Absolutely. Or even if it's finished. Yeah, still no one's going to see it. <laughs> right. No one's ever going to see it. Um, so like reverse engineering that question, the thing I will say is you just have to, you have to just kind of, like I didn't think anybody was going to see this movie. Like I think I went in thinking that. Were you just looking at his practice or something? Yeah, not even not even like in a pie in the sky way. Right. I just was like, I'm going to make a movie to show people that I can make a movie. Okay. So that I can it's a use it. resume piece. Yeah, as a resume yeah. piece so that I can use it to set up the next movie. Right. And also as an exercise for me creatively. And, and because of that, it's a very strange kind of surrealist experimental film. I didn't make a commercial movie. You right. know what I mean? And, and I didn't have to make a commercial movie because- I don't it, want to prove that you can do that. No, no, and I don't <laughs> care. But you know, I'm sure people are going to be like, oh, this is kind of weird. But I also think baby directors really want to show everybody that they can make the next right. like Fast and Furious, you know, the sure. more furious or in the faster. We wanted to have some pacing. Yeah, I just wanted to make a piece of art. Yeah. And, and because I could, because it was a tiny little movie, I, that's what I did. Uh-huh. Um, how'd you meet the screen or the, how'd you get the script? So I, um, go ta- it's, it's talking about that murky period, that mur- murky therapeutic period that I was going through. So wait, now what are you sober? Is that what you're saying? Are you sober. trying to no, tell I love, me? I love booze. I still love booze. Um, no, it ju- it's just that I, um, I went through a period where like my life felt like a burden to me. Like every, like six, like, like things that I had that I'd always wanted started to feel like a burden. Like my house felt like a burden. I sold it. I don't own a home anymore. You married? Uh, not married anymore. Is this all around the same time? It all kind of happened around the same time. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I got rid of about like 70% of my belongings. Um, I just wanted, uh, I didn't want any stuff. 
you know. But did this all happen like like? It in, was over in, time. It was over. You know, it wasn't it was over a period. You of got time. rid of the house. I rid of the house. The husband's gone. Uh, I I got a divorce. I and then I moved into a, like a place that was like maybe you know a quarter the size of my house, and I got rid of all my shit. So like a cat, you just like in a smaller place. It yeah. feels comfortable. You see. Yeah, I can it, see all my manageable. shit. It's around me. I can see it all, and I huh. don't feel like I need to work to support my lifestyle. You oh, know that's what I mean? Good. Like oh yeah, so you can stop chasing your ass just to keep getting yeah, your nut. Yeah, and I can to, just make yeah. interesting stuff. Huh. Uh, I that's quit one of my change. jobs. You know, I qu- I was on I was on a, a a very successful daytime talk show for six years. I, I left talk. that at the, yeah I left the talk at the end you, of my contract. You did, did that on on your choice. Yeah. Yeah, those are big, uh, big things. Big things, big changes. I like change. I like, I like dynamism. You, but, but it sounds like, like n- that it wasn't just about you. You felt like the the, ex- the it was expanding too much. Like you know, like you know, like the it, your life got too big in well, a way. Yeah, and that my energy was going into things that that I that I was putting my energy into things I didn't want to put my energy into. Uh-huh. And, and not not that's not a statement about my marriage, but but the other thing I wanted to make art. But um, I couldn't because my energy was going out to like pay bills and keep a big house and and also know. doing a lot of mainstream stuff mm-hmm. that didn't feel like radical to me. But making but you were making good it's living. Making money and money is nice, but it's not. Wow. I, I it's not the most in- it's interesting. It's a big thing change. To me. Yeah, it was big. It was like a big, big. <laughs> I'm a different person now. That's crazy. You know? uh, which I which is really interesting. You know, yeah. like, and I guess also. Are you freaking out? Uh, yeah, I freak out sometimes. Yeah, yeah but um. But the freaking out is interesting too. Well, good. No, yeah. I'm happy for you. You know what I mean? You finally let go. I just remember <laughs> one point of something. I mean, I just, yeah, I, mean, I was gripping shit pretty tightly. God, Mark, you've known me a long time. Go fuck yourself. What you um, <laughs> like, you know, like a part of it is like, you know, you just start to think like, is the rest of my life just going to be driving in a nice car to a nice job where someone makes me eggs and then I go out and I do this nice job and then oh, I get back in my terrible. car. I mean, there's a lot of people right now that I know. really, really feel bad for you. Everybody out there is rolling their eyes. I, yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm a dick. Oh, I, you, I agree you with you. poor girl. I agree. But like, how can you do anything? Look, I, if, How can you do anything interesting if you're not having interesting experiences? I, look, I agree with you. And, and you know, no matter... You're, no matter how big your life gets, it does. It is small. Like whatever mm-hmm. people think it is, you're still just managing that life. Mm-hmm. You're going to the same two places. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's no time. You know, I don't even know now. Like I don't. Like my life, I I never really was the nice car people making eggs for me guy. Right, right. But but I do realize that no matter where you live. Your life gets small unless you make choices to go engage in, right. in stuff. Right, right, and that's our nature, I think, to make things small and, and comfortable. And yeah, control. Yeah, yeah, I think some people and familiar, right? Familiarity and pattern is like sure. A, well, some people are adventurous, but you know, those of us who grew up in chaos or, right. or, or emotional uh, instability, <laughs> it's it's nice to like. You know, I got a place. I go to yeah, my place, and then same. I go to my other place. Yeah, those are my places. <laughs> yeah. I know those. I understand those right, places. Right, and I feel like. It was this period of turmoil yeah. that was very, f- like, you know, there was a lot of fear in there. Yeah. But even the fear was interesting to me as well um, because I just felt like, like, do I get to move through my whole life, like, not being afraid and not, like, you know, I'm like, I, I feel or like. pretending like you're, you're not pretending afraid. like I'm, like, like, so, yeah, like avoiding fear, right? And, right? and then by avoiding fear and avoiding discomfort, yeah. I'm not growing at all. I'm not growing in any way. Huh. So, yeah. So, like, you really needed guidance through this. And the therapy, the therapy yeah. was there to help me figure out, like, the feelings that were kind of a sure. big So, you didn't completely confusion. lose yeah. it. Yeah. And then she was like, okay, so you're afraid. So, like, what are you afraid of? I was like, oh, these things. I was like, mm. but that's not necessarily a reason not to do A or B. Right. Um, as long as I know that I'm going into it and the fear is just a 
natural aspect of being human because I mean we're terrified all the time. Yeah, even know? more now. Yeah, more as you get older. Yeah, I'm, running, I'm running out of more, time. More in this political climate. More in climate. this political climate, more in this world. <laughs> yeah. Although I keep reminding myself that people have survived through much more dangerous and frightening times than this one. It's not oh, that get, this couldn't well, get more give frightening. Give them time, yeah. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, can, I can drive my nice car around LA and I'm not afraid someone's going to turn a fire hose on me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I can sure. speak out online and I yeah. don't think anyone's going to come take my right. shit. Yeah. So, you know, then it's a responsibility to do those things, to, to speak out and, yeah. and, and to observe and to point out that this is, these are, this is an irrational time and we should be careful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and be, uh, you know, a little, get each other's backs. Yes. A, yeah. A yeah. Support yeah. each other and, and, and not let anybody get away with anything because people are trying to run a fucking shell game right now Oof, and and, yeah. and they are i mean they are i mean we're we're freaking right out, out. And open right out yeah we're, open. we're freaking out and we should freak out and we're freaking about about stuff that is dangerous and scary but at the same time they are just slowly pulling the rug out from under us uh -huh. as we're freaking out about this scandal and this yeah, thing yeah, and the fact yeah. that we have a Manchurian candidate in office, he's still doing what he was put there to do, which is to dismantle all of these, you know, yeah. well, to get rid of the government, get rid of the government, dismantle the government. The, the Republicans have been wanting to do that for decades. Yeah, yeah, and they're doing it. But all right, but back to you, because mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to solve the that problem. We can't. No, no, no. This... Uh, so you, when you took on this, this oh, project, the movie, the movie. You, you like, did, what did the screen? Did you know the guy who wrote no, it? No. So it's so. I, what happened was. Um, talking about like risks and everything mm -hmm. like that um i was uh this is this is so inside baseball sorry human beings no the people are used to it here okay good so um i was at comic-con yeah i got asked I'm people a big, know about comic -Con, people know about comic-con great okay good people know about <laughs> people heard about, yeah was well, that this thing uh, i don't know if you guys heard about it. um uh and i was asked to moderate a panel for the show penny dreadful which i was a huge fan of i've been tweeting about it so they knew i was a fan they said yeah. you want to come moderate this i did I, I i love that show i still love that show it's an incredibly elegant meditation on kind of the nature of the human soul it's really yeah. about our cruelty and our self-hate it's beautiful it's beautiful it's a brilliant show yeah i went and i moderated it and uh john logan who created it, is an incredible screenwriter and playwright and wrote uh skyfall and a bunch of other amazing things was like hey why don't you come visit the show you love the show why don't you come hang out and, and uh visit the set and they shot in ireland ah. and i was like have you ever been there before i had never been there before Oof, and beautiful. i was i i was in and now i have many many times but i hadn't at the time uh -huh. and i was like man i need to be doing more radical shit with my life man i'm not gonna like be an artist if I don't like do radical shit. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go to Ireland by myself. I'm going to go. I've never, I'd never done that before. And I went, I visited him and I ended up asking to visit another show because I was, I wanted to direct. So yeah. I shadowed on a show called Vikings. Uh -huh. uh, another show that I really loved. And uh, I just like hung out in uh, Dublin yeah. and at these two studios, like watching people make TV and asking questions and learning about directing. And um, it's nice that you went to like Ireland's a very comfortable place. It's a beautiful place. The people are, are yes, pretty genuine. They're very friendly. Yeah. And friendly I, I love it. I, and I haven't spent enough time there, but it's like you were able to just go, you know, get schooled yeah. without being out in the open here. Yeah, or, exactly. Or like, Exposed here and or yeah. Be hanging around a friend's set. Right, right. And everyone's like, like oh, down shoot. in Culver City yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, they, yeah. and they, they, and it is, it's like a different kind of te television culture uh -huh. there. They were very welcoming. So I just, I mean, I had the best time. I just like, you know, read every day and drank a, drank a couple pints of Guinness and uh -huh. had a shot of Tullamore Dew and walked around set. And I helped hand out sandwiches and I got to not be the actor. I just got to be like a visitor. Yeah. And in Ireland, they don't really care about famous people. So, yeah. you know, like no one bothers you. No one cares. No yeah. one cares what you do for a living. Like, right. Your job is just as interesting as yours. They're excited to see you if they recognize you, yeah, but they're but not. Yeah, they yet. don't do the right. thing, right. you know. Um, and I m met a, a friend of mine who's an actor. He's Irish. He wasn't. He's like my brother is in Ireland. He'll take you around. And I met all these other actors. And yeah. I met the guy who wrote this movie. Uh -huh. 
he and I ended up doing a short film together with a third actor who's also a composer called Erskola Kayla, that was the Gaelic name, uh, that I shot in Galway, Ireland, at the end of 2014. How was that? Beautiful. I beautiful. want to go up there to Galway. Beautiful. I'm going to be performing in Dublin next month, and we're going to spend a few days. It's a, just a couple it's, hours of train I, ride. I, I always think, it's from Dublin? Yeah. It's, a, it's only a train ride? Yeah, the whole, you can get across the whole country driving in three hours. And the but you can just take the train? Just take the train. Oh, a couple hours. It's beautiful. Okay. All right, good. So you should do it. Ireland is an easy, plan. fun place to travel around in. Uh, and I did, we did the short film together. It was just a great experience. And then he was like, look, I've got this feature script. And I remember thinking like, oh, I'm going to hate this script. And then like, this is going to be What is this guy now? Yeah, 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 right, right. Now I got it. He's going to have to read it. Is that the worst thing about this business is like friendships can end just when you get a text. Can you read something? Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. New phone. Who dis? Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? So, uh, and I just, and I, and I, I had my own ideas about the movie that I wanted to make first. You know what I mean? I had uh, things in my head. Before meeting him. Before meeting the him. The type of movie. Yeah, the type of movie yeah. I wanted to make. And then it just was like a perfect first feature mm. because it was contained. Um, they always tell you make your first film, you know, don't don't be too ambitious. Like, that's why a lot of first films are like a family comedy in a house or whatever. You right. know what I mean? But it was like, it was contained and it was streamlined, but it also was really strange. And I yeah. thought, great, this will be a first film that I, I know I can make. But that is is unusual enough to make a little noise, right? You know what I mean. And sure. A black woman directing a, a movie about an expatriate Irish drug addict living in Los Angeles, told in real time in a car driving through LA at rush hour, uh-huh. just felt like different. You That's, know what I mean? Yeah. Like a different choice. Yeah. Um. And I and I also thought this is going to be hard because like, how am I going to make this movie interesting? How do I make a movie about a guy in a car on the phone? <laughs> yeah. And, and where are you going to shoot? Which street are you going to yeah, block? Exactly. How are we going to get permits for this shit? And how's it going to work? <laughs> when and, I watched, when did you watch La La Land? I did. When, I that did. scene on the highway oh, where, you, where you know that part of the highway. Yeah, you're like, like, what I, the it, f- Yeah, I got fuck? pissed about not, like, like the idea of being in the traffic. Right, right. <laughs> the, 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 the hubris of it. Like, how do you even think that you can do this, yeah, you yeah, asshole? Yeah. I felt like watching it, I felt like I was in a car stuck wondering oh, yeah. what was what's, going what's on What's going up on there? up there? Like, just think, who are you going to murder first? And every time I go over that overpass, I feel that same rage, even now. Even now, just the hubris that's, of That's it what all. we got from the musical. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't take away anything else than the guys uh, that made this movie are jackass yeah yeah totally well where'd you shoot it so we um we shot it it's interesting when you do this when you start to figure out like when you start to unpack these problems um well that's that's the job of the director it was it was a blast like it was a fun math problem and the uh the ad AD and, and my producers right we um first of all the movie was written at night uh and he was originally driving from like um mulholland to the beach and I immediately changed it to day yeah. because I thought, um, look, you've got this one small set that's a guy in a car. But if I make it during the day, then I'll Things have a happen. secondary, larger, beautiful, changing uh-huh. dynamic set, which is L.A. And yeah. L.A. can really be a character in the movie. Sure. So then I wanted to get as much L.A. in the movie as I could. And I wanted to show parts of L.A. we don't typically see in movies. So it starts in um, it starts downtown in Elysian Park. People know that as the area above Dodger Stadium. And then he drives to essentially kind of like the beginning of Malibu. Uh, so we took we couldn't drive through Beverly Hills. We couldn't afford a Beverly Hills permit. Mm. Um, you have to get a permit from every kind of uh, town inside. Township, L- yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So um, we end up going along Wilshire. And then right when we get to the edge of Beverly Hills, we have to cut south. Yeah. So we go down to Pico and we take Pico. And then after we pass Beverly Hills, we cut back up into L.A. And then we took L.A. along Sunset. Well, you just had escorts. So you didn't have to block the whole street. We had, or... So we had a process trailer. The car's on a process trailer. So oh, the right. 
director didn't have to concentrate on driving, he would uh, clearly have killed himself if, if he had to do both. Yeah, the tricky thing about the process trailer is to make sure you look like you're driving. That you're driving. So we got this <laughs> ultra low process trailer that was so low to the yeah, ground that yeah. at one point we pulled out for lunch and it took us like 45 minutes to get back out of the parking lot. I was like... <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh really? <laughs> yeah, all the magic of movie making, you guys. But um, we had caught, we had police, a police escort every day, uh, and to do to accomplish all these of these things on yeah, two, cameras mounted on the car, cameras mounted on the trailer because the trailer itself was you know a big truck, and then it's got like kind of a little flatbed that the car drives right. onto. So we had, and we shot the movie in, in seven days. Wow! So um, the actor had to do sixty five pages of material a day. Then we would change the camera positions. The next day he would do the same sixty five pages, and we moved all the way around him by the end of the movie. He was he'd done the whole so movie. So that was like, coverage. You'd shoot the whole movie every, every day. Every day. The whole movie every what? day. That's and crazy. then yeah, and then we would change angles. Oh um, my god. So it was a lot of work for him and a lot of work for us, but it was really exhilarating because by like day three we had the whole movie in the can. And, and so you we, knew it and you and you knew it. And then yeah, and so then we could play. Then right. we could be like, okay, That's let's great. make more radical choices. Um and we we mm. were also those pricks who caused a lot of traffic at one point we had, to, we had to pull over because we had caused like about like a mile about a mile of traffic behind uh, us like, yeah um but you know i mean i was making fucking art man so live through it sure man yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, you also we were on price. surface street so they could go around us if sure, they wanted exactly to. um and this thing's going to be available now to watch april 10th uh on everything that's good so just you said something about people not making it yeah, yeah not making I made this movie. I thought it would be on my Vimeo page. I, I, I mean, I wanted it to come out, but I, I didn't. There's a lot of movies out there, and it's the lead's not a name, and he's right. the only guy on camera. I submitted it to some festivals. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into the big ones. Right. Know, my, my feelings were hurt. I didn't get into Sundance and you know, sure. and, uh, and uh, Tribeca. But I ended up, I remember I didn't get into Sundance, and I was like, oh. And then three days later, I got a call from four festivals in a row that my movie had gotten into. And it ended up going to eight festivals, yeah. winning two awards. Oh, great. And then, uh, and then this is for people who care about filmmaking. I had this tiny movie, and I had a distributor who was going to try to sell it. And I... And they were like, look, we're not having a lot of luck selling it overseas because it hasn't had a theater run. And I was like, right, well, let's get a theater run. They're like, your movie's never going to get a theater run. It's too small. Nobody knows who that guy is. And I, It's hard to get a theater run. Yeah, it is. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, I wanted to submit it to some some award shows. Yeah. And you can't do that without a theater run. So I just called. Like you just got to get a weekend. Yeah, just a a weekend. Yeah, exactly. So I just called some theaters and I said, hey. If you run my movie, I'll like promote it and I'll come down and do some Q and A's. And I got a theater run my fucking self. Yeah. So I air it, it. It ran for a week at the ArcLight here. And it ran for a week at the Landmark in New York, which are two like very nice yeah. fancy theaters. Yeah. And it just showed you like you can you if you make it an interesting film, you can do a lot more than you think you can do with this movie if you just kind of like put yeah. energy behind it. Sure. And then. Um, and then it got that theater run. I let that just I I parted ways with that distributor because I didn't feel like they believed in the film. Right. I got another distributor who really did believe in the film. And now it's not just going to be on iTunes. It's going to be on like Amazon Voodoo Fandango on demand on your TV. You just dial it in on your cable service provider. And that came through this distributor. Through another distributor who just got Netflix the, just got no? the movie. No, not not Netflix because you know Netflix That's just pays you deal. once. Yeah. And then you, you but yeah. but this way I mean this is tra- I know tra- I know yeah, no, you know the deal. no residual there's no you don't there's no upside for your movie uh, and, on Netflix. Yeah, I mean. Unless they get behind it, unless, unless they make they it, make it. Sure, yeah. Sure, right. it, but if they buy it, and it's a great platform, and I love Netflix, sure, but, um, but buy it my could get movie, lost. Make my next movie, please, Netflix. Have you asked um, them? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't met with them yet. But right. um, and I, I love Netflix. But yeah. if you've made a movie, they buy it for a flat fee, and then if it's a success, you don't see 
any more of you know you don't see that success you don't you don't get to participate in that yeah, success right i get so, you um but it's i mean you know like my mom's gonna get to watch it on her television you know i mean i don't know like money's great yeah but i care more about like a, a vigorous creative life no, you know I, what I mean? No, I get you. I, you know, I, I definitely understand because maybe I can say that because I had a couple TV shows and I'm not poor anymore. But, but no, I don't but think I, even I, when I was I think poor, I didn't care about it. But I think it's interesting that you know this is the this is the direction you know you go in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you know because you're still acting and stuff, mm-hmm. but you've done. You know, hosting's a weird thing because mm-hmm. it's a it's it can be a very robotic position. Yes, yes, it, it can it, feel very repetitious. Yeah, and it's a job that you know somebody with your training and in, in stand up and you know showing, but like hosting in and of itself, if you're not careful, you know, it is a prison. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, because look, it's also it's it's interesting. You get to meet fun people, but it's and I was lucky. I was on a show where my opinion did count. I mean, we spent a big part of the show the talking talk. about yeah, our no, opinions. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But a lot of times, if you're being a host, it's it's really just about making sure that the person sitting across from you wins sure and also but even like the soup and other stuff mm-hmm. where you're yeah. just kind, kind of, of there on the set yeah exactly you know sure. kind of just teeing stuff up and then knocking it down and, and the other thing home. about because you're a comic as well and there's you know obviously you you're, you're like i've always known that you work hard and you're compulsive and you're doing a million things but but a lot of that serves that in hosting too is like you can just show up and riff oh yeah like absolutely. on the talk like yeah. it's like what's the pre- what's the job really like i'm quick on my feet oh no i just got and then you're in it yeah i mean not that they don't work hard over there but yeah it wasn't like i stayed up all night like doing my homework sure. you just come in and you fuck right. around and, and then you go and, and that's different than acting where right you, but i don't know what if you're uh like i don't know your process as an actor i mean do you do you do the memorization on set yeah you know it's interesting like i'm on a show with eight lead actor sure you get you know the hang I mean? of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you know some if you have an episode that's about you then you really dig in but if you have an episode where you have to come in and say two lines about like you know what was the, what was the cause of death and let's go bust the guy you know that you don't have to spend all weekend like figuring out your motivation for that you know right well i think i think what's interesting though is it, because it's a, at this point in your life you know, with all the shit that's going on that you just you know, hinted at mm-hmm. that I'm going to poke at you more for oh that. Well, it's just that, you know, you're not in the position where you're going to go hash that shit out on a comedy stage. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No. And you which know, would, uh, I think would be great. It's I think, a, I'm handicapped right now as a comic. I'm really hamstrung because it's a been lot a long of the, time. Well, I, I took about I, I only intended to take a year off and it's been about five, mm-hmm. uh, which just you know, came from you know, having to get up at five in the morning and then not wanting to be on stage at midnight. You know what I mean? I just couldn't no, of course. do both things. Not because I didn't love it. And I do miss it. But I, I, you know, look, the thing that's great about comedy and the thing that transforms all of us as comedians uh-huh. is when you have real shit to work out on stage and like real shit happens up it sounds there. like you got some and i got shit. some real shit to work out uh-huh. but you chose a therapist okay. i am doing it in therapy <laughs> because you want to hide it from the i want to keep <laughs> hide my wounds my festering wounds from the general public yeah uh and and it'll you know it i will say this like I, you know, I loved being married. I was married for 25 years to a, an extraordinary person who remains an extraordinary person. And the marriage didn't end because anybody was bad. But and and because of that, I really feel very protective of that. A lot of times, what people do when a relationship ends is they dissect the relationship and they parse it out and they get down to the cells and they rip it apart themselves yeah. apart and the other person apart. But I don't feel the need to do that because that's not how the relationship ended. Yeah. And in some ways, I feel very protective of the relationship and of him. And so I. It ended I, that, okay. It ended. I mean, it ended. I love that guy. I'm always going to love him. And I and I, I, I wasn't like a scorched earth thing. I was with him since I was a teenager. Do you know Where, what I mean? It was like more than yeah, 19. Really? Yeah. And so, um, 
you know, like he was my best friend for more than half of my life. Where'd you, know? you meet I mean, that guy? In college. In college. I mean, it was my no sophomore year of college. Yeah. Really? It's been that been long? together since my sophomore year, since I was a teenager in my teens, 19. Wow. So, um, you know, he's so much of who I am as a person came out of, you know, growing up with that person in my life. And I, and I don't want to do the thing where I get on stage and, and turn it into, you know, right. Well, that's, that's tricky you know or turn mean? it or turn it into like, uh, like, you know, you have to have a point of view on it yeah, and yeah. being diplomatic is not that funny. No, no, it's not funny. He's a great guy and a great guy. Thanks guy. Yeah. No one wants yeah. to hear that shit either. You know, they want to, and I do think that there's something. But the other part of it is like, you know, and then I realized like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> that. There's the funny. Oh, yeah, there is the funny. What is wrong with me? So many things. Right. You but, know what I mean? But what about what about the premise? And, and Mark, you talk a lot about relationships. You've, uh, you've had some relationships. I, 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 you've yeah, had some relationships. I, I, but I've slowed down on that. Good. Because that, like you said, there are other people involved. And when you're talking about them, either on these mics or on a stand up mm-hmm. stage, they don't have they don't have the rebuttal. Yeah, they yeah they don't have the opportunity you, you, to kind of defend themselves. No, yeah. No, yeah, and also you're you're pulling you're a, making everything elastic because at the end you're trying to get a punchline out of it, not in a crowd. Also, way, it's your side. It's, it's your, your side. side. Of, yeah, you're right. You know, unless you really get fucked. Yeah, unless you got boned. Yeah, which I yeah. did. Yes, well, you know, once. Yes. But, but but there is another side to that. Right, right. You know, which and we all like, feel boned at the end of a relationship. I know. And then like after about a year or ten, yeah. you're like, oh, oh, it's kind of an I asshole. Kinda, I think I might have. Why is this on fire? Oh, I have a match on my hand. Yeah. I remember that part but um but uh, you know it, it, i do think there's something really interesting and meaningful about talking about a, a relationship on stage it's why people connect with that kind of stuff they i mean like what chris rock is doing talking about his marriage it's interesting to us it's interesting to him it i mean you know it's it's like it's to me i think comedy is more about telling the truth than it is about being funny it always has been for me it's like i people don't People don't remember the guy who was funny. They remember the guy that said something real. And until I can get up there and say something real, I'm not going to do it again. Right. And I think, well, I think also that, you know, whatever, you know, Chris is working through and, you know, copping to one's own flaws, character defects, and, you know, uh, emotional misdemeanors, betrayals, mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. fucking, yeah. They're fucking telling the truth. Right. You know, that's right. important for people to hear. Yeah, it just. Because it, then they're sort of like, all right, if he, I, I'm like If he that. can do it, I can do yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, or, or, or you're not alone. Right. Uh, you're not everybody can cop right. to not this Not everybody shit. can. But, you know, maybe just see that you might have been a prick. Uh, you right. know, and then, and then also, like, I think admitting that you were a prick is the, is the start. And then the next step is like, how do I not continue being a prick? Sure. And also, like, you and I, you know, I'm, I'm a little older than you, but, you know, we don't have kids. No. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Nope. No, I, but, I know. And I'm, I'm not. That's that's not. It's not like I'm like, oh, it's not going to happen. I'm like, woo. Right. You got out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I I dodged made a, it through I the tunnel. Definitely dodged, I dodged my fertile years. But I dodged yeah, a bullet. But, but like, for me, like, when people, when I talk about it, I don't have any real shame in it. But, it, but I do wonder if there is some, you know, final phase of uh maturing that happens when you have child and you have to be selfless that i'm probably going to miss out on mm. but but no wait but like, i'm just i'm that was a thinking i'm ruminating while you, while you oh, speak but but my thing was is like i never thought about it right right like it was never like sort of like you know like i gotta have a kid like it was never i never thought about right. it maybe i'm selfish maybe you know but it, no 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 I fuck everyone who says that you're selfish because you didn't have kids. No one tells me that. There, there. Some most people are like, it's probably better. Why than- are you making a human, making a human being, yeah. wanting to make a human being that is in your own image, your own genetic material, is 
in and of itself a selfish act. But it's also like selflessness is going and finding a baby that's already here and raising that baby. That's well, that, being that's being selfless. Sure. Making a person is completely selfish. But it's also just a biological imperative. I mean, yes, you, you but know. it's not like you're being you're an angel because no, no, you no. made a person. Oh no, of course not. But like, I, that makes right. me nuts. No, I think yeah, I I don't know that I I took it that that far. Mm-hmm. I think just people. I think that as animals or as I think people just expect that people have kids right, in some right, weird way. You know, right. just so you have kids? No, and then they're like, really? You know, yeah, like, especially you know? at your age. I mean, they're right. like, oh, you don't have kids now? Because people do it. Look, some people like, they're dying to have children and God bless you. If that's yeah, what yeah, you want for right, yourself. Right, exactly. Then I think that's wonderful. Right. Then there's the people in the middle who fell into it for whatever reason, laziness or ambivalence. Oops, or, guess we're whoops. doing this. Exactly. <laughs> or or someone wanted and someone else didn't. And, you know, whoops, you should have been paying more attention to mm-hmm. whether I had a condom on or vice versa. Right. And some people who just go, well, I guess this is what you do next because they don't really have any greater ambition for themselves. I'm being a real asshole right now. I'm just saying, like, if it's what you want for yourself, great. But yeah. it is a choice. Sure. And I think people think it's a choice not to have kids. And I'm saying, no, that's, the default state is not to create a person that you have to be emotionally responsible for for if the you rest can't. of their lives. Yeah, and also, you should know yourself well enough. To, yeah, like, if, if you're deciding not... not to have kids, maybe that's a good decision. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like, like, I didn't come from emotionally great stuff. You know, <laughs> I'm a panicky, worrying, <laughs> aggravated, you know, occasionally impatient, yes. self-centered person. Yeah. It's like, you know, that that sounds like all great parenting stuff, right? right? That's perfect. You know, You'd be perfect to raise another human and, being. And then people, are, then there's this whole angle of like, yeah, but you get, you know, you're going to love it. You'll get used to it. It's like, you know what? I want to get used to something. Like, I don't, yeah. And, no. and And also like you'll learn to love it or you're, you're going to be great. And I don't know if that's true. It, when I look at my fucking upbringing just in, emotionally, <laughs> right. which wasn't abusive, but mm-hmm. it was a little negligent emotionally. Right. Like, I don't know if you can beat that. I, I don't know if you can. Well, you have, here's the thing. You have to want to beat it. If, if what, I, I know people have had like a, like a. Like my, people close to me, their they had they, their grandparents were emotionally negligent, and so their parents really chose. I'm gonna have kids. I'm gonna love the shit yeah. out of these kids. Uh, yeah. But if that if that's not swirling around, work? yeah, it did. It did. It absolutely worked. Like uh, I have a friend whose grandfather uh, was like never touched his kids, never told them he loved him. Uh-huh. His son hugged his kids every day, told yeah. them they loved him every day, was wildly loving. He reversed that pattern. Yeah. And his kids, you know, that's felt some... that and saw it and knew it, knew that's... that he was really. He wanted them to know that he loved them deeply, and he she didn't say it. He showed it. He in his actions, oh, he really a, he really broke that pattern. Wow! But you that again, good cognitive work. Yes, he saw, and he you know he never went to therapy. He just saw sure. what was wrong with his course, parental relationship, right. and he fixed it in his own life. But he found it in himself. He's it, capable it was of capable loving. Capable of it, and but he chose it every day. I think you know he had to right, choose it. He had right, to choose it every right, day. Right. But it, again, sounds like a job. And any and any any if you have to, that's something you have to want. For yourself, if you were like, I'm going to fix what my parent, I'm going to fix what my parents with did spite. with spite, <laughs> with cruelty. And, <laughs> I'll show um, them. Gonna, uh, my brother kind of did that. Like, I'm going to reverse it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you have to want that. You just have to want it. And I just don't think people, I don't think people consider enough the responsibility of creating a human being. They just think about a baby. And also, but it's also, it's interesting just how, like, if they survive right. the first five to 10 years, how right. resilient they really are. I they mean, really are. They, 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 they do become separate individuals very quickly. Yes. And, and somehow or another, they, they get through it if the basics are provided. If you give them some fundamentals. <laughs> yeah, if you give right. them some fundamentals. You, you yeah. know, and they do become their own people. And then, like, when they get to be our age, they start thinking about, like, oh, what the fuck is wrong with me? Right. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Oh, God. They, <laughs> why am I behaving like this? But what was, for you, like, what was the moment where you, that that told you that, like, you know, I, I'm in trouble? 
with my like well, just this new thing where with, you know like you know where you you made all these drastic moves right. and you were in therapy what was the the sort of like uh-oh i gotta yeah god that's a good question um <laughs> uh sorry for the dead air because like i the, the the thing that the real thing that How happened about the laugh that just stuffed all those emotions <laughs> <laughs> just that? push them down just push them back down I I just had I had a couple of nights where uh, I I just drank too much and, alone uh, uh, no I I, I it's interesting <laughs> It's a really good question because, you know, you never think it's too Spit much it when out. you're alone. You never think it's too much when you're alone. Right. You know what I mean? When you're alone. When you're, you're stumbling like, out of your living room. Yeah. I can't, I'm not driving anywhere. Yeah, right. Because um, it, it, it was never, you know, it was never like a dumpster fire. It was right. never like I sure. didn't show up for work or I lost a job. It was just that my behavior became increasingly sprawling yeah. and and I'm a very regimented and, and, and driven person. And I was, I wanted to accomplish things that I wasn't accomplishing because I was just partying. You know what I mean? And, and I guess that feels like pretty rote, like pretty much like a, like your first thing at AA. But, um, people who listen to my podcast will remember I had stopped drinking for almost a year, uh, which was really interesting to me, but then I got bored. And so I started drinking again. And bored. that's funny because you like during that time you didn't take this, any of these creative leaps. No, no, no. I was very bored. I wasn't doing right, anything you're radical. Just doing your just job. Eating salad, going to work, eating salad, going to work. Right. Uh, and, um, but I, but what happened was I was like, I would, I would go out and I would, I would go out and drink, uh, uh like I'd be working, I'd be traveling for work. I can't imagine you getting sloppy in public. I, I don't, it's, it's not it. It's, it maybe I, I'd so, like to see it it'd once. It'd be fun. It'll happen someday. <laughs> I, I'll make sure to text you and be like, get down here. Mark, I, you've got 20 minutes to get here yeah, before. I'm stumbling around. <laughs> like I, um, I would travel for work yeah. and I would, um. And I'd be alone. I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, especially when you're a stand up, you yeah. just get really accustomed to being alone. Sure. And I made peace with that. Like, I'm not one of these people. Like, if I'm I don't mind go, being in I'll, a fucking hotel. I love being alone. But I hate the thing where you get back after your show and you're like lying on this kind of like, you know, mur- oh, murder and semen stained bedspread watching like Law and Order at three in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I just I'm usually can't. eating candy bars and jerking off. I would go, yeah, you know, that's what's a good time. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, like a seven minute enterprise. You know what I mean? It's not going to take up the entire then, then evening. You're watching yeah, and then you're yeah, watching yeah, Law yeah, and Order. Yeah, yeah. I would go and get like these big cups of bar mix, like these, you know, from the bar. And I'd get, Oh, like, you're a savory person? Uh, I'm a savory not, person, not mm, a sweet person. Yeah. And then I would get... I either I do go to store. I buy like a shitty bottle of Sauvignon Blanc, and I just be like three thirty. Making would be your so own bar, sad. Yeah, you know, just sitting, just sitting there, there, just watching your... one order off my deal. You barbecue off my chest, and uh, so I was like, this is this, this isn't interesting to me. So I'd start going out well, by that's myself. A, oh, okay. So you didn't think like this is the life? No, it wasn't that. I go out by myself. Like yeah. I'm not gonna. I, I'm only got one. I'm only gonna be on this planet one time. Like I can't spend a third of it in a shitty hotel room with bar, bar mix on, your chest. on my yeah. chest yeah. so i'd go out and i drink uh i'd go to bars and i'd meet people and i'd drink and it just started to feel uh like my uh, like i was um like i was out at i was closing a bar at two in the morning by myself yeah and that and that just didn't feel good either you know what i mean and it would be fun and it'd That's be funny the and then it would be sad That's yeah the worst. so i stopped doing that all, all the all the uh passing friends people who recognized you the people you were talking to they've all gone home yeah you know like people just, like i love you on talk soup yeah. and then you're still sitting there sitting chatting there, to the bar the by bartender. the bartender yeah <laughs> it's like it's funny it's kind of funny and then it's kind it's like a ray it's like funny like ray, ray la montaine no, like it's a little sad you know funny yeah, sure. a little sad you know what i mean like and uh and i thought i'm trying to find excitement in the wrong ways and in the wrong places 
when what I really want is more dynamism in my life overall. And like sitting at a bar at two in the morning is not really truly dynamic because no art is coming out of it. Nothing right, other, yeah. is coming out of it. Well, yeah, yeah. Other than maybe a sad story, it's a sad story, but, but it's you know, a story that's been told. It's it's not. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't put a spin on it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. It, it could have gotten worse. Yeah. It could have gotten much worse. It could have gotten much worse. And I could see how that pattern could turn into something really destructive. Well, that's the thing about people like you know who are fundamentally, you know, for me, like when I was doing drugs, there was a, like I had an agreement with myself, you mm-hmm. know, like if I ever started to lose my mind, right, you know, I would stop, right, and usually you don't know that, mm-hmm. and no, and, no, and you're it, in it. it How did can happen, you? Right, but yeah. like you, like I would imagine that you know you did have a line for yourself, and and uh, you know that you 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 know you didn't end up in you know compromising situations yes, exactly. or you something know, that would affect my that would affect my my hireability or something that would affect my personal safety your, my physical and safety, your soul and my soul because you're i mean you know you're you're a pretty guarded person you're mm-hmm. hiding some little girl in there aren't we all aren't we all <laughs> i don't know if She's we all are i know you are She's in there. <laughs> <laughs> i i i i um i you know, being a comic, your nature is to be divulgent, right? Like that's who we are. We have to, but be, also defensive, and also defensive, and we're, that we're like playing that line all sure. the time. But I don't know. There's like a second thing, Mark, which is like the whole time you're getting high or yeah. whatever you're drinking, uh, you keep seeing what you want for yourself, and it's right on the other side of this fog of self-medication and you but that's interesting because you're sitting with some bread with a husband with a house with gigs Mm -hmm. but you're what are you seeing past that fog just a a, a more radical artistic life alone uh and 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 maybe and maybe it's hard to be more choices with 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 all of the choices with all of the choices so you so what you saw was like i gotta get rid of all of it I it wasn't it wasn't like I got up one morning and was like you know I have to burn this down it was that um right I, like you just start to feel trapped right start, and yeah I gotta make my trapped. life smaller Some, I gotta yeah. you know like yeah I I you know how can I have new ideas even with stand up you know what I mean like how can I have new ideas if I'm doing the same shit well like how much do you track of this because like I remember when we talked it's weird because you know I was on your show but I remember you know you telling me you know, about your family mm-hmm. and that, you know, you come from divorce, you, mm-hmm. you know, and there was, you know, all that. So like in, in the, in, cause I try to, I find that with a lot of my emotional problems and the repetitions and mm-hmm. whatever situation, I neither of my parents are alcoholics or anything, mm-hmm. but they, you know, but they, I do understand how I came right. to me. I, I understand my emotional liabilities mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. where they come from. Right. Right. Are you able to track that? Are you doing that in like therapy? Like, you know, like, I mean, because you grew up, what, with your father? My father, yeah. Is he yeah. still around? He's still, my parents are both still around. And despite the divorce, became very friendly. Like, they were able to resolve their issues pretty quickly, to, at least in regards to the way they interacted with us. So I had all of my holidays with my parents, yeah, with my parents for right. all of my childhood. And and now even, like, they, like I, I'll rent a house for Thanksgiving or Christmas and they all everybody comes and they all stay in the same house together. My mom and so my, my dad is remarried. My mom was remarried. He passed away. So she's a widow now. Uh, my sister, her wife, their kids, like we yeah. all get together like like and we definitely have our shit and I, I'm working on what my shit is. Yeah. Um, I think that probably. It's you know like whatever I inherited from my father, who's very loving and very affectionate, 
but also a dude is probably my emotional distance, which is, you know what I mean? I'm just like, you know, you can get in here, but you're not ever going to get all the way in. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I, Then I, what if I get, well, then who am I? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, tendrils what, in my yeah, soft bits. What are you no going to do with it? Exactly. If you just, get it. Make sure that like, you know, if I have to punch you, if there's enough distance right. between us that I can, well, I can the, get but a yeah, the, I mean, I deal with that too. Emotional distrust. Yes. Yes. Which is. I don't know. I mean, protecting yourself is no, but a natural... I mean, okay. Well, well, they did not get too personal, only for my own curiosity. So, like, because I've been married twice for short mm-hmm. periods of time, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm in a relationship now. So you're with a dude 25 years, and you met him in high school. Fine. So you know, there's a familiarity there. But did did you find yourself completely uh, uh, emotionally trusting and open? Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Oh, that's yes. Good. So you yes. had that. You know what that feels like. I did, uh, and I do, and I think, but I think, um, and I'm going to ask you this question, Mark. You did you ever find yourself in a relationship allowing, seeing your own ambivalence about your feelings mm-hmm. translate into um, a concern that the other person was ambivalent, like? Oh, if I'm feeling like I don't want to be in this relationship, they, probably are, they yeah. probably are too. And then that makes you behave defensively or push someone away. Uh, you yeah, know, but that, but like to prophylactically, me, no, I get that. But that, but but that's the old trick. I don't, you know, it's really like you know, I don't have. The but guts. rather than your suspicion of them, like I'm not lovable. No, I get they don't that. Love but that me, but it's like if I feel like I might not want to be here. The likelihood is that they feel that way as but well. But my experience is that 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 translates to I don't have the guts to end this. Right. Right. That's- so- <laughs> Sure. <laughs> so I'm gonna. So I'm gonna be a assume dick. I'm gonna project. Yeah, that they want to be. They want out, and, and, then, and then start saying that. Like I'm gonna, I, you don't, don't want to be, be with me. Exactly. Exactly. And then I'm gonna wreck things, and you know, and till you happen to be a dick, until you hate me, and then yeah, I yeah. got my way. And yeah, I've exhausted fault. you, and you have to. Exactly. You want to leave. Exactly. Just I'm gonna shit. Just I'm gonna, uh-huh. just like soil the bed every uh-huh. night until uh-huh. you can't sleep and shit right. anymore. Yeah. And totally. Is that how you handled it? Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cop to anything. I am going to say that I love this bookmark. It has a, it, it's, it's very Don't you change the subject. I did. <laughs> I will I will say that I think, um, you know, like relationships. But you talk tough. about it a lot, right? You've written books that I deal have. with this stuff. Yeah. And, I, and I think books. that relationships are, are, are they're, they're very difficult. And I think, um, you know, when I was younger, I just thought you fall in love and you stay in a relationship. You and did that. It works. And I did it. And I did it for 25 years. I can't years. believe you did that. And I, and I loved it. I loved it and I and I endorse it wholeheartedly. I also wonder though if how how realistic or how natural it is to be with one human being for your entire of adult course, life. Of course, I get that, but like look where you are now like you know it, it, you're 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 free and you you know you 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 gave your life and you committed and you liked it but you're with someone like you're 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 like in in college. Yeah, I, I, because I, yeah, I'm, I'm back at, I'm back at like 23. I hit the reset button. And now, like, you know, like, who knows? Like, I don't, like, yeah. I don't, are you who knows dating? What's going to happen? Uh, All right. <laughs> um, you know, how long has it been since you got split um, up? Uh, three years. Yeah, it's, three it's years. hard. It takes a while to get over. Yeah, yeah, it, it takes a while to get over. And I also feel like when you've been in a relationship for a very long time, it's interesting to spend some time with yourself. Right. You know, it's it's interesting. Why? But but spending time with other people is gonna be weird. Uh, yeah, and also I don't want anybody touching my shit. 
you know what I mean? Like shit? I have my what, shit. This is my shit. Like, I have my shit the way I like my shit. Don't come in my house oh, okay. and move my shit around. Right. Okay. And, so you know the, what I mean? And the materialistic shit. Yeah. yeah. Just but, like, the, my, but like the stuff that represents the way I like my shit to sit in the, don't touch my shit. Uh, yeah. And now that you, you have a smaller space. Yeah. It's, it's, I, and you I'm, know where all your you shit is. You know I'm anal. You know I'm very anal. So my shit is all lined up. There's uh-huh. like six plates and six cups and six bowls. They uh, all match. Uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, don't, I don't want anybody uh, touching my shit. Yeah. That's what you've, that's the wall you've built. That is the I have a variety of walls, high and low, some porcelain, some stone. Well, what did you end up like? It's weird. Like, it, I think it's everyone's fantasy to kind of like, uh, you know, get rid of everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what did you what did you get rid of that you thought you would never get rid of? Oh, God. I mean, like, what did you like how this down? So you sold the house. I sold my house. I got rid of all my furniture. I. Um, but was it freeing? Was it like. It was I, very freeing. It was very freeing. And I don't miss. And I mean, like I had one of those hutches. That had like all the dishes for like the occasional dishes, you know, the egg cups and the ramekins and, you know, for Thanksgiving. Here's here's what it represents, though. I don't even cook anymore. Like I used to be a big home chef and I used to I go to a restaurant, eat something and I go home and I like I'd I'd replicate it at home. And I would I made bread from scratch and beer from scratch and I would have parties where I would make ice creams and I had a garden and I literally my diet it consists of nuts and items from the frozen section at trader joe's now. right now like that like because i don't want to put energy into anything but making stuff like making art so like i don't even i don't even feed myself like last night i had a cut up apple uh for dinner now nah, and i had some nuts that's i had a cut up apple and some nuts for dinner i think you know like but like that that the thing that you used to be or what it, with that life you were living I mean, there's a, I I like to cook. I just bought a new house, you know, yeah. and and it's like cooking's great. That's good self care, right? But you know, like if you're in that loop of like having people over, yes, exactly. Bring over some wine, and yeah, we'll yeah. taste it. But, but that I was didn't, the life I wasn't lying, and I wasn't faking no, it. No, that I don't was think so. who I was. No, but I think that. It, but it's it's a good experience. And I enjoyed it. And then yeah. I and then one day I just didn't want to cook anymore. I used to I remember once I had people it's over. It's so funny cuz like you're a seven course meal. I fucking risotto and shit, yeah, you know what I mean? And yeah. now I'm just like You what's really are not 23. Rotting? Yeah, I am. I am living I am that is it. I you're you're right. You have I'm going to I'm going to It's like you had this 25 years and it, you had the like a great life and you're like I'm going to pick up where I where I, where left, I left off, off. Where I left off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I and now I'm like I'm like drinking in a bar on a Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, I had to talk about my divorce on the, t- on the talk. And I remember, uh, um, you know, like people were very sweet and supportive and yeah. you know, writing me these messages online yeah. and, and it was very lovely and it was very painful. Divorce is pain. Divorce is agonizing. It's, it's agonizing. It's, I, I can't get like, like, you know, I'm with somebody that would like to get married, but I just don't want to, I, you know, not, I'm not, go, I'm well, not assuming that we'll get divorced, no, you know, but, but, you know, but after a point you're like, why, why get married? It's okay to be gun shy because this person doesn't know what it feels like on the other end it's like i love you and i i understand the impulse for getting married but i also know what it feels like to put my hand in flame so i'm not going to do it again or at least i'm going to take my time well yeah but but, but the whole thing is it's like after a certain age it's impossible not to be cynical i mean Mm -hmm. i'm I'm sure i'm more cynical than you are like you're you're just you know your cynicism is i have a burgeoning cynicism it's definitely growing but but maybe look but you don't even know you like the part you haven't even got to yet is like you know the next relationship right, right 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 and and and, and like, going into it like how can this last? Oh, I, yeah, how can how can oh, it? How last? many heartbreaks do you have in you? Right. How many times can I be huddled on the floor like you know in a pool of my own tears before I just say fuck this noise? You know, I. But you haven't had. You I haven't, haven't had too many. I haven't done it yet. I done it yet. Oh and, boy, but I hope you can I, handle being twenty three. I your did age. the one. I did the one, and the one was fucking uh, agonizing, man. Mm. It just. 
so it, long, it, yeah. and it took so long. And 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 you're you know when you're when you get a divorce, mm. that relationship is a ghost for you forever. It's I think people think oh you get over it. Well, it stops being so painful. But you think about it all the time. You think about it every well, day. It does. Well, you, that'll go away. Okay. But 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 it is. I've talked about it before. I don't know how I've talked about it. Is that 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 it's always right there. Right, I mean, the right. heartache. It's, yeah. You know, it, it 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 gets less, and mm-hmm. you know, you you know, you, I think humans are built to process right. heartbreak and grief, and mm-hmm. you know, you definitely get through it, and things will happen in your life where you realize, like, you know, that that it's it no longer has power power over you. Yeah, sure. You know, to 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 trigger nostalgia or sadness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but you know, there is those years where it's like it's right there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And and when you talk about it, like because I got a little screwed in my divorce. I yeah. mean, it was, she did the right thing, but. Like if I tap into that anger, oh, yeah. the, the the process of it, you guys was it clean? Um, yeah. I mean, look, we were together a long time, and so you know, when a relationship like that ends, everybody is is in a lot of pain. Sure. And I think the way that that can manifest itself is in somebody wanting stuff to make up for the pain. You know what I mean? Oh, so boy, so you you've 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 psycho uh you've you've, you've psychopathologized that. <laughs> And you know, into something manageable. But I'm comfortable with the idea that the person leaving the relationship, the, that the person who's not the breadwinner in the relationship, feels like they got to leave with something. Well, yeah. Was it fair? That's all I'm asking. I'm fine with how. It okay, turned good. Out. I'm fine with how it turned That's out. That's good. Yeah. Because you know, so, I, so then you, at least you just have maybe nostalgia, heartache, loneliness, and not fuck not, them. No, no. What no. the fuck is that? <laughs> no, I don't fuck feel it. that way. I because look, if I'm in, if I know what how much pain I'm in, I yeah. can understand that that the other person is, is going to be in at least that much pain and probably more. And also, it's scary to enter the world on your own, no matter who you are. You oh, know, like to go. God. Into, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, it's interesting. It's like I. You know, you've been married twice. I always feel like the first one, you're hopeful. The second one, you feel like, well, this one's going to be the one because I did it the one time and I learned some stuff. Ugh, I was I, not that thoughtful. No. No, I mean, I, like, no, I, I, I had no plan. No, no, <laughs> like, no, no, no rationalization. The about first how one this was, was like, work. maybe this will fix me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The second one was, oh, I'm really in love with right, this I'm one. Right, I love it. Yeah, this is it. This yeah, is this it, love. Like, We're going to live on thinking? love. Yeah. yeah. And which one was the one that boned you? Number two or number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you, didn't have any, you didn't have any money when you married number one. I didn't. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's always good if you're, you know, go, go come in for yeah. it, leave for it. But like I, you know, I have like I finally let it go. And, yeah. And I and I and 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 it was, you know how you know what happened mm. with that was, mm-hmm. and you don't have this experience, but mm. you know that there, you have exes from mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. And there are certain types of exes that, like, you know, once or twice a year, they just text you and you see your phone. You're like, holy fuck. What the fuck is that person? Why, Why? are they fucking texting me? Why are they texting me? Yeah. And then I realized recently, like, that's who I am to my ex-wife. Oh, like, hilarious. Once a year, I would just, you know, shoot an email out thanking her for my sobriety or whatever. Right, right, right. She doesn't want fucking No, she doesn't want to hear from me. Like, she don't want nothing. Right. She, and, and, I'm, and, and I never really thought about it in a selfless right. way like that. I'm like, I'm that guy. Where, wow. Because because it's interesting when those people are texting you, you're like, I don't want to hear from this person. I don't want this. this it makes this me scab feel, picked off. It, or, right. It makes yeah. me feel shitty. Like, oh, it's scary. Right, it's right. weird. It's like whereas when yeah, you do it to her, I'm like, a, it's a it's a gesture of generosity. You're feeling something specific, whatever it is, or you're trying it, to work through. You're do you're on some step where you're like, look, I need to let. Yeah, you Yeah, but know. if you really track it, it's always you know, fuck you. I'm still here. Yeah, fuck you, look fuck at you, me. I'm fine. I'm doing you, great. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is, it's not it's not genuinely. It's there's no selflessness to it. Hilarious, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like 
if you care about someone, if you ever cared about someone, there's a part of you that always needs to stay connected to them. I know, way. but you know, even if for them it's 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 an injury and you shouldn't do it, you feel like you need to do I, it. I, I think that's true, but that that's one of those needs you gotta, you gotta, gotta keep f- your suck yeah, it up. Yeah, right, exactly. But uh, but th- then there's a part of you that's like, well, if I don't reach out, maybe they won't know that I still care about them. But they don't want to know that about you. They and you, and, do, and, and what do you really care, or do you just need some? I don't do you know. do, just really need to know that you still have an effect? I don't know. I that, don't you know. know. I no. I don't want. I don't want to be. I don't. I don't want to be that person at all. I mean, <laughs> I might be, but I do not. I do not want to be the person who's like, set. You know, like sends an email and and then all of a sudden on the other end like i've i've set you know i've started a fire you i know, you know I, mean? I i you know you you've got some uh you've got you've still got some shit coming at you i i <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm still very young mark i have plenty of time to make mistakes no 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 i know but i mean like you know like you're you know three years out and you, you know it's but i think you should probably um Start making you know good food for yourself <laughs> instead of eating living on my on my train. But no, but you can, but yeah, but I mean, but you can like it's nice to like you know if you know what you like to eat to cook for the week. You know, yeah. Go. I just don't. I just I whenever I'm no joy co- cooking, in it. No joy. I I I, I find it. I'm going to be like you know like you know Howard Hughes or something like that. Just like kind of sitting up at night scribbling with my long fingernails no, and no, my urine no, stained not. pajamas. No, I, I, well, I, I just, whenever I cook, I just feel like this is keeping me from doing stuff that it, like I really want to do. Well, okay. So you keep talking about this. So you made this movie and it's yeah. been what a year since you made it. Yeah. So I made this movie. Uh, it has been, I, I finished it. Uh, what, it's 2018. Jeez. So if I finished at the beginning of t- 2017, January, right. it went to festivals all last year. And right. Now it's coming out on April. And 10th. you still do uh, Archer. I this, still do Archer. That's what's that? 900 seasons already. Uh, yeah. We're in season nine. It's, uh, People love that. It's coming out Your in April as pivotal well. role in that. That's yeah. not. A, that's but that's not uncreative or a big. No, it's, chore. no, it's not a big chore. It's not burdensome. I love it. I, I always love that show. Criminal Minds still going. Criminal Minds is still going. We're finishing season thirteen. I really love doing that show. I like the cast. So you're employed in a I'm way that you're a comfortable that, oh, in a you're, way that supports my creative life. And, and you're off yeah. the talk. That's not that demand is gone. Yeah, and I and we're still doing Whose Line uh, is it anyway? And that's fun. And Where is that on? That's uh, CW on the CW. Um, and I think that's it's weekly back this summer. How yeah, like we did. We we do. We typically do twenty two, and I think this season where there's they've got so many banked that maybe there's only going to be thirteen. It's weird because you live in this world of like you know uh, network television that like network television is so spark. It's so spread out now. It's it, crazy. You know, like it's you know, crazy. and you have all these jobs, and they're like all none yeah. of them are on the same network. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's just sort of all over, and, mm-hmm. and they all have their audiences, right? right? And yeah. they don't they don't really dovetail, right? They don't. There's no Ben no. for these shows at it's all. Interesting. And then uh, and then I just wrote. I wrote. I finished a script that I'm getting. I'm, I'm a movie preparing. script. Yeah, a movie script. That really. I'm to direct. And I and then my little company. I have a little company. It's just essentially me and my assistant. But I I'm buying two things to adapt. And I I'm just um, books. Uh, yeah. One one one's a uh, one's, option books. One's a life story. Uh-huh. Uh, and then one is a, a series of books. Um, so for series or for movies. One for, hopefully one will be a movie and the other one I don't know yet because I'm I I have to explore like what it, what it needs to look like which like it's just neat to be in that place now like making stuff and I and then I and then I have, a boost, I have a booze company coming out so clearly I'm not sober a booze company I have a, a spirits company I, I I started a I'm so, I started a line of ready to drink cocktails so what are you trying to do I don't know. <laughs> World domination, you, Mark. Ready to drink have, cocktails. I'm, so yeah. So how is that helping the world? It's, it, it it's helped me. <laughs> you know what? I, this is a real problem that I solved, and I'll tell you right now. Yeah. When I when I was 
when I was moving into my back into my my bachelorette phase, I would come home after work and I would want a drink and I would just want one drink. Mm. And I, I didn't want to like pound a beer or have a shot. I wanted one well-made delicious cocktail. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so and I didn't want to make it because it made a big mess. And as mm. I've already illustrated, I hate doing things. Yeah. So um, I'd make it and it, I, I'd get out my rye glass and my stir and all that shit and sticky and everything. Yeah. So I started batching them in these bottles. I'd make like a bottle of Negronis and I'd keep it in my fridge. So I could just pour one out drink? one drink at that night, like oh a, like God. a classy lady. This with is my so pinky close out. to an AA qualification. I probably is. It probably <laughs> is. Uh, I'm I'm quite comfortable with where I am. <laughs> okay, good. And uh, and I thought God, it'd be great if you could buy this in the store. Uh-huh. And I, so I spent a year like formulating these cocktails, and I found a VC partner, and I and then I like started building this company. And it's when's that going to launch? Summer. And what's it com- What's it called? called? Courage and Stone. Courage and Courage. S- Courage and Stone. Courage and Stone. Courage and Stone. Yeah. So top shelf. Courage Whole, and stone. Courage and stone. Courage and you're using stone. top shelf liquor. To uh, it's a it's a tiny a distillery out of oh. New, out of uh, out of Brooklyn, and um, it's it's Whole Foods compliant, kosher, like you know, it's like like not like that bottom shelf sticky crap, like something you would make for yourself if you if you cared to do so. Sure, something for people who like to drink alone at home. Yeah, but yeah. they want to mix it up a but little they want, bit. But they but they but they want to keep it classy. Quality but they cocktail. Keep it classy. <laughs> Keep it, just keep it, keep is, it classy. This for the is kids. not your mom's box wine. No, this is no, this is not. This is not your. This is not your your store bought uh, margarita right. mix. All right, um, okay. But Mark, look, obviously, obviously, <sighs> yeah, we've worked it out. I, I what have. I'm very. Out? I'm a very compulsive personality. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to wield my powers to my own benefit, right? If I'm going to be obsessive and compulsive, uh-huh. I would just like to direct that energy towards making things okay. rather than you know look, I'm pulling ha- out I, my eyebrows with my fingernails okay look i'm happy i, I like the the new uh, the new you i just <laughs> you, you kept your nice clothes and stuff though right you can still function in the world yeah i mean i i, I actually <laughs> you wear sweats i always wear sweats yeah i wear i wear i only but like dress... when you go for a meeting uh you know for your production company to pitch a show to a network you still got i still uh, kind of wear sweats no come on really? yeah i yeah. you know i i i find all that dressing up to be infernally boring uh i do it for You're the just red carpet. turning your back on all of it i do i do it for the red carpet but like uh-huh. in my life i want to i just want to be like in sweatpants and i i don't I'm sure I'm insane. I should ask my therapist. You are not it. insane. No, it's, I think it's. I think it's exciting. I, I'm surprised that you're in this place. You know what it is. It's good. I'm. I'm happy for you. I'm trying. I. I'm done trying to impress people. That's. That is part of it. I, do you believe you? you really? Well, well, in this. Okay, Mark. <laughs> I just don't want to move through the world always worrying right about whether I'm impressing people. Yeah, yeah. So if I. And I think that when you're in your 20s and 30s, especially, you're so anxious. Am I dressed correctly? Do right, I smell right. okay? Sure. Are people going to like me? Sure. Are they impressed by me? And if you st- if you divorce yourself from that inner monologue and yeah. you just say, I am who I am, uh-huh. and I'm going to move through the world the way that I want to, and I'm not going to wear a skirt or you know be fancy or have fancy hair because yeah. I don't give a shit. Right. If people don't like this version of me, I don't care. Yeah. It's very freeing. Yeah. If I have to go to a meeting, I will put on a pair of clean pants. Good. But I, I just, I'm done with that thing of like, oh, do they like me? Do they think I'm good enough? Like it's, it's a waste of mental energy. And I think I spent my, I spent my time in that eddy for image, a long time. Image, the image eddy. Do I look like the yeah. other ladies Is in my, my life category? Like, right. Am wow. I as fancy as Taraji P. Henson? Right. You know, Beyonce's got long nails. Maybe I should have long nails. Right. I mean, it, that's a waste of mental energy. I guess that's what I'm saying. That's why mm-hmm. I wear sweatpants all the time because I don't care. And why you made your life smaller and you don't cook for yeah, a lot of people yeah, and you yeah, got rid of your ramekins well, i got rid of all my ramekins <laughs> fuck ramekins great seeing you you're the best you're the best thanks for having me yep
That was fun, right? As I said, the new film that she directed is available now on digital download and on-demand providers. She's also back on the new season of Archer. That's starting Wednesday, April 25th on FXX. And don't forget, folks, in life there are occasionally problems you just don't know how to address. It can be overwhelming and frustrating. Yes, HBO's new series grapples with just that feeling as comedian Wyatt Cenac wades through America's most complex and confusing issues to look for some answers, whether they're helpful or not. Wyatt Cenac's Problem Areas airs Fridays at 11.30 p.m. You can stream it on HBO Go or HBO Now anytime. Watch Problem Areas for questionable solutions to unquestionable problems. Questions. 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 Huh. I don't know if it's breaking down my ability to talk. I don't know. I have a question. That was where. Oh man, what was that? That's from Cuckoo's Nest. Nurse Ratchet. I have a question. I have a question. Why can't I have my cigarettes? What was that guy's name? He was so good. Oh man, where did that come from? Boomer lives.